Hello, this is Audrey Bolas. I'm the Programs and Communications Associate at the Tahrir Institute for Middle East Policy, or TIMAP. Today, I'm joined by TIMAP non-resident fellow Shaima Bukhrel, whose research focus with the Institute is focused on decentralization in Tunisia and across North Africa. Thank you so much, Shaima, for joining me. Thank you, Audrey. This week marks 11 years since the self-immolation of Tunisian fruit peddler Mohamed Bouazizi, which kicked off protests across Tunisia and the larger region known, of course, as the Arab Spring. Tunisia is known as a success story of this movement in part because of the transformative nature of the constitution formed in the aftermath of the revolution. But amidst recent political, social, and economic turmoil, President Saeed made an announcement this Monday, December 13th, with significant implications for Tunisia's political future. Shaima, can you first tell us what exactly President Saeed has proposed that changes things somewhat? Almost five months after declaring a state of exception, Qais Saeed finally announced a roadmap that should lead to restoring a parliament as part of the decision-making process and the democratic transition. The roadmap leads to changes in the constitution, not only to a legislative election, but it, it does propose the following steps. First, there will be a popular consultation that will be organized digitally to ask the Tunisian people specific questions regarding their expectations and especially focused on the political um, system and what needs to be changed. In-person consultations will also be organized on a local level to ask the same questions that are available digitally. This phase should end around March 20th. A committee will then be put in place, probably made of legal experts and constitutionalists, who will be responsible for formulating whatever was gathered throughout the, the consultations, formulated into uh, amendments to the, to the constitution or the legal texts that are um, related. This should end around June. Constitutional amendments um, or other legal amendments will be set to a popular referendum on the 25th of July. Legislative elections will then be organized on the 17th of December of 2022, based on the electoral law that will be also voted on. This date is obviously symbolic because Qais Saeed claims that the revolution truly represents um, the aspirations of the people when we think of it through the 17th of, the, of, of December rather than the 14th of January. Hmm. Yeah, so President Said has often evoked the role of the people and of direct citizen participation. And so I'm wondering, how does this process align with his rhetoric? What's different about what he's proposing now compared to the last time a new constitution was drafted in Tunisia? Said seems to be promising that citizens will be more involved in the discussions this time, in contrast to how the 2014 constitution was drafted. This is clearly in relation to the role of the Constituent Assembly at the time, which he opposed, and more specifically, uh, the role of political parties in leading the discussions, the compromises, and the consensus. What escapes Said's claims is that the presence of elected members who would be eventually responsible for voting on the constitution allowed for actual discussions with citizens, whether on a local level or on a national level through media or within the parliament through uh, public discussions where people could see what the actual logic was. This is very different from consultations that could or could not 
possibly result into what people want into the final text. Discussions around the 2014 constitution were almost fully based on discussions organized by intermediate structures like political parties and civil society, rather than what is proposed now, a contractual approach to citizen involvement, you know, collecting suggestions and then resolving possible conflicts through popular voting majorities rather than debate and consensus. And Tunisia has examples of direct democracy experiences on a local level. We have 350 municipalities that have been involving citizens in discussions of development and urban planning in a participatory approach, which is a constitutional principle. And this has been taking place for three years. If there's anything that could be concluded from such an experience is that superficial citizen participation is detrimental to citizens' trust in state actors. And it's not a constructive replacement to traditional representative democracy. Yeah, and so as I mentioned earlier, Tunisia last voted in a new constitution in 2014 following the revolution. That is not that long ago. This is still incredibly recent. So why now? Why propose a new constitution now? This is the logical um, uh, result of what Said has been promising, not only since he presented his candidacy in 2019, but long before that. I mean, he wants to change the political regime. He thinks that the constitution was not drafted in adequate manners that actually absorb what people want and reflect their ambitions. Does this respond to why the situation in Tunisia deteriorated politically, socially, and economically since the revolution? I don't know. But what I do propose is that the proposed calendar by Qais Haid suggests that people will agree with him regardless of what the outcomes are, as if the no is not a possibility to the referendum or the amendments that will be um, proposed for the referendum. The situation does not promise real citizen participation. It is rather reduced to a very simple transfer of responsibility from political actors who are elected to the people who do not necessarily have what it takes to make such decisions. I mean, rethinking a political system and the future of the country cannot be done through a diluted form of citizen participation. Thank you so much, Shaima, for weighing in. Um, It's been a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Audrey.